Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of you that decided to tune into Ward on the Go. You are truly appreciated. I thank you. If you're a new listener, this podcast is all about young adults passionately finding their identity and purpose within the culture. If you tuned in before, I thank you for coming back. This is Ward on the Go. I'm very honored to have entrepreneur, father, educator, but most importantly, my bro. True indeed. All right. Heritage Hip Hop founder, CEO. Yeah. Newark's own. Yeah. Brick City to stand up. Essex County. (laughs) It's only right that I put him on the Water on the Go podcast because I don't know anybody... Uh, that 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 gets on the go. That's always on the go as much as me, until I turn to this man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to introduce you guys. Um, introduce you guys to my to my brother, Karev. Peace, y'all. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Of course, I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here, man. And we got a, we got a special episode today because this is about hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. And not just uh, wh- what you're thinking about. Hip hop culture is, is is unique and special, and especially to Karev's heart. And so I know he's gonna share a little bit about it. And uh, but before we get into that, hey man, can you just introduce yourself to to the people? Besides the intro I just gave you, you know who are, who, who is Karev? All right, everybody, peace out there. My name is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop, and who is Karev? Karev is a person who grew up in hip hop culture who does not like how people are not being heard and fairly represented in hip-hop. Heritage Hip-Hop started from the experience of meeting some great individuals like Gov Matic, rest in peace, Big Snuff, rest in peace, you know, G-Rock. And, you know, growing up and seeing people do what we've always seen on the block. But when you see that your block and your people are not fairly represented, someone has to stand up and be the voice of the people. So in light of that's what hip-hop is, being a voice for the people, Heritage Hip Hop works to let the voices of the people not only be heard, but to be exposed to those who don't know they exist. And, you know, there's something you said there about being the voice, Mm -hmm. you know, hip hop being the voice. So a lot, as we know right now, hip hop is the most popular genre of music in the world. In the world. Not locally, but in the world. In the world. Why do you think that is? Because hip hop, represents something that the bible also represents okay and what it is is coming from nowhere but meaning a lot to someone okay give me more elaborate on that so if we look at things biblically right for those of y'all who are bible scholars out there salute to y'all for the most high is worthy to be praised and worshiped all right um faith is not something that you hide okay it is something that comes from your lifestyle and the most poor are always called the most richest because they don't value their lives and what they physically own is what they're able to express and achieve through their lack of abundance. Mm. So when people had, they always gave. And the people who did not have, they gave, but they gave with the idea of making it better for those to come. And that's the origins of hip-hop. The origins of hip-hop was taking violence out of the community and bringing people together for peace, love, and unity. Yeah. So that's what it should be. And unfortunately, when money got into it, just like in the scriptures where the the, the, the tax tables had to be turned over, yeah. you will not do this in my father's house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that right there, the money aspect of it killed the game as far as praising God because it made the, um, the temple dirty. Yeah. When money came into hip hop, that's when it turned into how can we exploit people yeah. and, and and ruin their voice. So it's big to the world because they can see that there's real struggle out here and this is how they can get heard. Mm. So that voice, that faith, that belief that there's something better to come still gets shown and expressed in this music. Wow, that, that, that that's an amazing point because I was just watching, I want to say I was watching a show where uh, somewhere in Asia, they were saying that hip hop was 
so big into their heart and so important to their lifestyle because they were able they were able to express themselves in a way that they couldn't write mm. in school. They were able to express themselves in a way that they couldn't speak to their classmates or their teachers or their parents to and hip hop allowed them to do it in a in a creative way. And so yes, money got involved and and, and diluted, you know, some of the essence of it, but mm-hmm. Can you see a resurgence happening? Maybe not, not not necessarily here in America, but do you see a resurgence happening in places that are just getting hip hop into their culture for the first time? Oh yeah, of course, because it's not it's not only a resurgence there; it's a resurgence here. Mm. I mean, that's the that was the main argument in the '90s: real hip hop going underground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you're gonna have to look for the real hip hop. Well, uh, overseas, I mean, if we think about life in its most essential and simplest terms hip-hop has been a part of your life since the day you were born because hip-hop is rhythm okay it's just another definition we have for rhythm okay whether it's r&b which is rhythm and blues which is dance and feeling okay jazz which was sex and rhythm okay rock and roll which is rock and roll is rhythm yeah you know hip-hop is rhythm and if you look at this the simple essence of life. When does a parent first fall in love with a with a, with a pregnancy? When they hear the heartbeat of the baby. For sure. Then it's, it's living. When when my son was being born, that's all we wanted to hear the heartbeat. And when you heard it was strong, it was just like. And, and and that right there is the beginning of life. Mm. But how about this? You have a nervous system, right? Yeah. That beats through electricity. Hey. Okay. Okay. All right. You have the lymphatic system which is the liquids in your body that flow through rhythm. I'm telling you right now, my audience is like, I don't know who this professor is. <laughs> I'm going to look up some of these words now. <laughs> you have, But you have a heartbeat. Yeah. You walk in pattern. Yeah. Even when you go to the army or the military, they have you, they have you learn a beat or rhythm so you can be one voice, one sound. I yeah. Mean, I mean, wasn't that what we heard of um, drumline? One band, one sound. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Professor Cannon. Yeah. But but even with that, everything in life moves to rhythm. Yeah. So that resurgence that we're talking about is people finding their natural rhythm. Oh, wow. And that's that's just basically what it is. I mean, like I said, people have a different rhythm based on the life that they've lived and have experienced. But everybody knows the pain of struggle and searching for truth. Facts. So that, that goes beyond culture. I don't care if you don't speak English. Yeah. When somebody cries, you know there's pain there. Yeah. When somebody sings their heart out, you know there's pain there. Yeah. And I mean, that's all hip hop ever was. It was um gangs turning into bands. Okay. It was gangs turning into dancing squads. Mm-hmm. And it turned into how can I get away from death and come into life? Yeah. And life was through rhythm and beats. Yeah. It's amazing. It is, man. And you actually was taking me back when you talked about it just finding your own rhythm. I remember a story one time. I was in, uh, shout out to my cousin. I ain't going to say his name on here because I don't want to embarrass him. But um, I remember we were in his garage and we were, he was like, yo, you got to teach me how to dance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? You should be able to dance. He's like, nah, I can't. I, don't, I just don't know how to. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we turned on the music and we was like, yo, you got to feel it. It's not. It's not a one-two step, right? You're not you're not doing a Ciara dance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's you got you got to feel it, and once you feel it, you make it your own. And so it's great that you you know you said that there's a resurgence not only across the world but even here because people are now finding their voice again and they're expressing themselves. So with that with that being said, we have a younger generation that's speaking out. And what do you think they're saying right now based on what what you're hearing in the music and what you're hearing? from even the interviews you're doing with Heritage Hip Hop? That's a double-edged sword. Because a lot of them are saying, don't criticize us because we have a right to be expressive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are saying, we are the way we are because you do not nurture or mentor us. Mm. So that's a very deep sentiment in hip hop right now. Like for one, there's a group out, I can give shout outs. Yeah, of course. Okay, there's a group that I actually interviewed. Their name is Rap Villain. Okay. They're the villains of rap, right? <laughs> I right. love them. I love them all. Shout out to all of them. Shout out to y'all. And um, their style is very new age, mm-hmm. but it's vibe. I call it vibe hip hop. Where you just go with the feeling. Everybody's jumping up and down and just rhyming. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But just the same way, there's other hip hoppers I've heard that says, why y'all so deep on us about rapping about drugs where the people y'all sold drugs to are our parents? So what mm. else do we know? Mm. Those are very deep sentiment statements yeah. because it goes beyond, all right, well, what is hip hop supposed to be? It's, it's hip hop is expression. Yeah. So how can you tell me how not to express myself? That's what, I mean, a lot of us think that the um, hip hop world is Rayaboomism. And for those of y'all who don't mm. know Rayaboom, that was the, the king's son who didn't want to listen to his elders and did only what the young people wanted and they lost the kingdom. Mm. And for some, I mean, in some respects it is like that yeah. because we've let people control things and everything's a young man's sport and we uh, throw away the jewels of the elders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can see that, but it's not only that. Hip hop, like I said, being expression is you can express your way, I can express my way and there's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think the thing that's going to save hip hop is when people let go of their prejudice. Okay, elaborate a little bit more. Tell tell me more about that. Okay, so when you when we were younger, everything we were heard was all y'all stuff is garbage. Oh man, listen, I <laughs> I can still hear people of my neighborhood like, yeah, what y'all listen to is trash. I need to listen to real music. Exactly. You make it in your make it feel it in your soul. So let me give some music history. So for everybody out there who doesn't know. Elvis Presley stole his music from the in, in the city. Mm-hmm. But when people held, um, listened to Elvis Presley, they said he was garbage. Mm. But for the mainstream, he was hot. Yeah. Let's go further. Motown came out, right? Of course. Motown was hated at one time. Mm. But Motown revolutionized the world and became great. Yeah. Let's go down the history a little bit. Jazz, disco, rock and roll, all that had its time. To get back to the point about letting go of your prejudice, everybody can't do what everybody else does. Okay. You can't, like, I'm going to keep it real. In my generation, we grew up in the 90s. Yeah. And the 90s was the explosion of hip-hop because that's when money was put behind it. Yeah. But Redman does not rap like Grandmaster Cass. Definitely does not. Us girls did not sound like Queen Latifah mm-hmm. or Lil' Kim or Foxy Brown. Yeah. Everything changes, right? Here's the thing. Pardon me. Here's the thing. When it comes to not being pre- prejudiced, it's more about taking things for face value and letting it rot out. Yeah. Like in today's hip-hop, because we have the internet, we don't have polished artists. So you have to appreciate the journey and watching them grow and become polished. When before, all we had was just polished artists. And a lot of them were trash. <laughs> the 90s did not have the greatest music at all of all time. Yeah, okay? yeah. It was a lot of trummy trash. Basura times two. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of trash. But to the people who were good, they were great. Yeah. And this generation has this same thing going for it. You just have to take it for face value. So you got to give them time, if I'm hearing you correctly. You got to give them time to grow into the artists that they, that they will become one day. And as they're growing, hopefully you can put your arm around them and say, hey, here's a direction that you can go to get the best out of yourself. And if they listen, they listen. If they don't, they don't. Hey, look, let me ask you a question. Most of the artists coming out right now are teenagers. Yes. How great was Michael Jordan in high school? I don't remember what Michael Jordan even looked like in high school. I, 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 I don't remember what he looked I th- like, I but think I he, he got cut. He definitely got cut. So then, look, if we judged him on his high school efforts, he's a bum. Yeah. But if you looked at his journey and what he went through, he became one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah you're that's, right. That's all hip hop is right now. It's young people okay. learning who they are and finding their way. That's what all of us were. You know, It's interesting. I, I was hearing a conversation about um, Future, the artist Future, and how they felt like this last album, he was growing into becoming more of a mature person, right? Um, I don't I don't necessarily listen to future. That's I, I rarely listen to music um, in that area, in that space. But they were saying how eventually everyone has to grow with their audience. True. And I thought that was a, a, a pivotal point that you can't stay the same all the time. You know, you have to be able to grow. So with that with that being said, the older generation that's still in the game and we still got we got still have some pillars that are still in the game right now and True still making indeed. movements, right? True indeed. How do they make sure that 
they're putting these other artists in position to not only make great music but be great business people because that was the thing in the 90s it was a lot of great music i guess but uh, as perspective right definitely some trash out there i was a little bit taller with one <laughs> hit and that man's album was trash i don't even know his name <laughs> So there was there was some there was some good artists out there, right? Yeah, they were. Good yes. artists, but everyone everyone wasn't a business person. True. So speaking to hip hop culture and business, mm -hmm. what can the elders or the people who are protecting uh, hip hop integrity? What can they do right now to help them become better business people? Since they're getting in at a younger age and may not know everything about the music business, change the game because the hip hop business, from what I understand of it. Because I'm not in, immersed in the business part of it. Hip-hop culture in the business sector is sleazy. Mm. It's funny how people always say that they have the worst contract, but when they get their own labels, they sign people to the same contract. Same contract, yeah. I, I, I always <laughs> wondered that. I'm like, how are you going to talk about that, but you're doing this, the very exactly. same thing? And then not only in hip-hop. I find the music business to be very interesting because you got managers and they take a percentage. Do you own your masters? And then when you do, you're like rare. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that that's that's the issue. So the only thing that's gonna save hip hop on the business level is when people change the business model. And I don't think that's gonna happen because everybody wants to take advantage of somebody else. And I don't like that. That's that's one thing about heritage hip hop. I do not ever want to take my platform to be. I would like to give everybody a chance to make a platform. You could be a part of it, but I'm not gonna sign you. Yeah. If you blow up if you're a part of Heritage Hip Hop and you blow up, like say Ward on the Go was a part of Heritage Hip Hop. Yeah. And then like say, I don't know, um, TV One came to you. Okay. Or And they was like, we want Ward on the Go. And you say, okay, I'm a part of Heritage Hip Hop. I would tell you, yes, you'll always be a part of Heritage Hip Hop. This <laughs> is your opportunity to go do what you got to do. Yeah. So go do it. Yeah. I'm a network. I'm not a, I'm not a slave ship. Yeah. And that's what has to change. The business model has to change. We just got to get to a point where we say, I will help you. Of course, you want your percentage because it's a business. Of course. But I'm not going to extend myself to raping you or, for lack of better words, I'm sorry if anybody was offended, or taking advantage of you every opportunity I can get. Yeah, so it's more being a, a, a bridge builder instead of a slave driver, right? I'm, it's even more that. It's just respect. Yeah. I, I don't think people respect the, the business part, and people don't respect the humanity in it yeah like like you know we used to work for a school yeah and I, i'm a faithful man i believe i mean you're know, gonna get me on here talking about i'm righteous because i ain't no better than nobody else yeah but working at a school we worked at a school where people turned from i had a great message sunday at church to well you don't fit the numbers so i gotta kick you out of school yeah that is evil yeah me. but guess what that's business yeah and if you look at anything that had to do with the Bible, mm -hmm. business messed up a lot of people's faith, yeah. even in that book. Because, uh, I mean, the most hated people in Israel were the tax collectors. Wasn't Matthew a tax collector? Listen, they, not, they hated him. Listen, they're not trying to mess with any tax collectors. And I think today, nobody's trying to mess with any tax collectors. Especially since a lot of this stuff is unjust. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. usury is a, is a sin, yeah. right? But usury is all over the industries. Mm. This business is about who can I use to get ahead. You know, it's interesting about that. You know, when I was reading and studying and we talk about school, you know, I know we're using some Bible references right now, but, you know, the land of milk and honey was all about understanding the land right. and understanding the diversity of the land and knowing how to connect and communicate to people effectively so that there is some sort of trade, right? Value for value. Of course. And, and what I'm, I'm noticing about hip hop is, as long as I get mine, I'm good. That's in every industry. Yeah. I mean, we can keep it biblical. I'm going to ask you a common sense question. What is gospel music? And in, in its simple form, it's a music about the gospel. That's what I would think it is, right? So it's praising God. That's what I would think. Why do we have a gospel award show? Why are we giving people awards for praising God better than somebody else? Listen, I don't know nothing about that. So that's for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, that, but that's usury, though. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's the same way. That's the same way. I mean, I don't think it's right that we. I don't think it's right that we use people for our own benefit. I think we should let people use what they want to be a benefit. 
Like, 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 let me ask you a question. Okay. Is it wrong for somebody to rap about death and horror? If they've seen death and horror in their lives and that's how they're expressing themselves and I can't knock that. That's, that's the, the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth that they've okay. seen. Is it wrong for somebody to mass market that for that all be all that you see and there's no balance of life? And that's a problem there, man. So that's usury. Because you have a responsibility, right? That's usury. Because you can look through all of your, you can look through your textbooks right now. There's all types of craziness in there. But there's a responsibility for you to say, that's the way it was, but that's not what we're going to endorse. We're going to endorse positivity. We're going to endorse, like you said, love, justice, and unity. Right? And you know, you were, I just saw one of your posts on there. You were, you were, uh, co-signing this mango mango juice oh, thing yeah. and 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 i'm like man you know no he get on his health juice. tip too of course because hip-hop is bigger than just beats i mean i had the privilege of seeing a mc shout out to Doc Stigler, an mc promote vegan thanksgiving oh that's dope yeah did you ever hear vegan the vegan hip-hop fest no but vegans who rap no, Rory, the RZA, Badu was out there, and it's in New York. Oh, that's awesome, man! I got to, I got to make it out there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so much more than just what they give us, which is guns, sex, and violence. Yep. Drugs, sex, and violence. Murder, sex, and violence. Somebody's always having sex, making life. Then they take the life, and then they don't do anything with the life, but get high. So yeah. life, life is being bastardized in this whole thing. Yeah. And that's not what hip-hop was for. And the understanding that there's more to that, that hip-hop is really about life and not the loss of it, mm. we, we really got to fight to take our minds, our culture, and our music back. Ladies and gentlemen, not to be long-winded, it was once said that you know the context of a people by the music that they make. But the thing is, when you put people in charge of your music that are not part of your culture or community, then you have a problem. And that's also a Bible verse in the book of Deuteronomy, where God told Israel and Moses, he was like, do not put people that's not a part of your nation ahead of your nation because they will not care for your people or listen to the plight of the people. Mm. That's what business is. And when we have people who's not in control of the uh, people in control of the business that don't reflect you or your lifestyle, you're giving your hands over to people who don't care. And you're, you're starting to go into cultures within culture within culture, right? It's very deep. Right? So you're talking about, I, like I tell people all the time, you know, you can't put me in a box as just a young black man from the city, right? True. No. I, I've had experiences that a lot of kids in the city have never had. Well, my, my family being in the military, being able to travel at a young age, most of the cats that were from my neighborhood hadn't been out of New York City. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I was able to see, you know, places like, you know, born in Germany, <laughs> San Antonio, Atlanta, Carolinas, all these different places. You you start to sh your mind starts to shape itself in a different way and, and you begin to embrace culture in a different way. And these are these people that you're talking about that take advantage of um, music and take advantage of a culture that they don't even understand or where it comes from or the heart of it. There is an issue there. There has to be some people standing up to talk about how we need to not just not just take it back but like you said make something new out of it because if if the old ways are not working right you need you got to uplift and you got to build up new leaders you got to disciple new leaders to come up so that your community is built in the right way you know your health is built up in the right way cuz the one thing i knew about hip hop is it was always um there was always one song that became the theme track of your life yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's that. But that's called flashbulb memory. Mm. That's that's a psychological term. Mm. Like, think about it. Hip hop is so influential. They've made other aspects of life better. For instance, okay, we live in the anime generation. Yes, we do. Shout out to anime. The anime. So, uh, hold on. Shout out to my anime uh, listeners. I know y'all. Y'all gave me a shout out the other day. I appreciate y'all. Naruto and all that, and, and uh, <laughs> No Hero Academy. Shout out to all the anime uh, listeners. So let's go American animated for a change. Okay. Let's do that. Teen Titans. Yeah. Teen Titans was like Teen Titans Go. <laughs> Teen Titans was revolutionary for its time. Mm. But did you notice that Teen Titans was during the Kanye West era? And Kanye West told you that it's cool not to be from the hood. You could be cool and be hip hop and be from the suburbs or not have a hard life where you had to sell drugs. Mm. Kanye West said, I'm wearing blazers and a book bag with jeans. I'm going to change the game. I'm wearing two blazers. <laughs> <laughs> and look. look two polos. 
Look where he at, though. Yeah, and yeah. He, and he did that. Yeah. So the character of Raven, the emo character, mm. actually got to shine for once. Mm. Same thing with Kid Cudi now. Mm. The emo rapper is a thing because of hip-hop. Definitely. And it influenced culture, even in cartoons. Mm. Now, check this out. In the 1980s, showing my age a little bit, Transformers was the hottest thing out. Yeah, what? All day. So what did Jazzy Jeff introduce? <laughs> the Transformer DJ cut. Yes, indeed. Where he transformed the record. Yeah. And then when people heard about the Transform, then more people got into Transformers. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Um, I remember DJ Quick made a song called Quick is the Name where he put Tech Mobile cut in the yeah, song. Yeah, and People yeah. started playing Tech Mobile even more. Yeah. It was already a hood game that was cool. It, it definitely was a hood game. It was the yeah. next level. Yeah. I mean, look at look at how we like sports. If it wasn't for rest in peace to this dude, if it wasn't for Stuart Scott. Shout out to Stuart Scott. Look what hip hop did for Sports Center. Yeah. Where Boom Shaka Locker from NBA yeah. Jam. My, my jump was cool as the other side, side of the, the pillow, pillow, man. That was my line right or, there. Or, or I remember a Yankees game when the Yankees got rocked and Hideki Irabu was the pitcher. And they said, Hideki Irabu, yeah. <laughs> but that's hip hop because that's yeah. taking style. Yeah. And it, it actually. It actually made things more dramatic. It accentuated the the value of the experience. So whether you like girls and Keith Murray came out, well, you got a Badonka Don. That was the yeah. new thing. Yeah. Or you had Cisco with Thong Song. You yeah. know, it it just neg- positive or negative. It helped elevate the mind or the experience to something great. Mm. So that's why it's the number one culture in the world is because it takes something you can enjoy, and just give some soul to it. Give yeah. some balance to it. I mean, I mean, not to go too long, y'all, but you remember the Sprite commercial where Fat Joe was the yellow vo- or your Voltron cat, <laughs> or they had the five deadly vendors with Angie Martinez. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Sprite, the hottest drink that summer. That was tough. I was like, dang, yeah. I think I'm gonna drink some more Sprite. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's why it's so big, and that's why I like the importance of the culture is so necessary. Yeah, it's because it's life. Yeah, and I don't care if a new music genre comes out. Like right now, people like EDM. Yeah, EDM is good. Yeah, it is. If, it is. If you use it the right way, look at look at Blade. Wasn't that the forefather of EDM music? And listen, I was listening. <laughs> I'm like, all right. That Blade music had it. Yeah, Blade had it. Yeah, I mean, yo, yeah. it was it was cool. Yeah. So I mean, that that's what it is. It's just that's why we need balance. We need you need to take life back because as I mature. So I'm not going to get old. I'm going to mature. As I mature in this life, my mind's going to stay fresh, I hope, I pray. And I'm going to enjoy life Yeah. more and more. Because as I realize getting older, you have so much to enjoy. It's not to be bitter about everything. As I get older and I mature, I want to experience and love what's around me. Facts. So right now, some people don't like Jay-Z because he's old. Yeah. I like Jay-Z. Yeah. Some people don't like new hip-hop. Because everybody's whack, and I could bet I could say no, you're wrong. Because we got people out here like Idmatic, Samad Savage, Soulish, Jay Wonder, Shot Cobain. You know, we got people out yeah. there that's dope, and all you gotta do is open your ears, and it's there. And especially this, yo, shout out to the ladies. Because one thing about hip hop, when you have a woman in your crew, your crew's better. Okay, why is that? Because it's the manifestation of God within principle. Mm. Man and woman, I'm not trying to say I'm anti anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. Man and woman together, we are not opposites. We're not opposite sexes. We're a complementary pair. Okay. So when a man and woman works together, men are made better and women are made stronger. Mm. And you can say it vice versa. Women are made better and men are made stronger. Yeah. We work together in unison. When we do that, it's 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 beautiful. It is. So, I mean, I don't care if your girl's pretty or not. I don't care. That's your thing. My thing is the the the... Essence. The caring, the nurturing, yeah. the essence, the 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 purpose of a woman brings much more to the table than just the rough, blind tunnel vision of male ego. Mm. So when we have that and we put those things together, it makes things that more much more principled and better. And that's why we gotta salute the ladies that rap out there. We gotta salute Snow the Product and Sha Lethal, Ty Phoenix, Star, the Honey Dark. Deluxe, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's so many out there. Check out the Wondrous video on YouTube by Deuce H. Wood. It was a Wonder Woman, it was a Wonder Woman tribute 
video. Oh, wow. And the movie came out. Yeah, of course. I, we actually got the chance to promote that video. And Gail Simone, who writes Wonder Woman, says she loved it. That is awesome. That is great. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? So things like that are very important. And we can't shut the ladies down, you know? Everybody right now, I think we get in the twerk movement. Yeah. But even outside of that, there's women out there who can round their behinds off. Like, Jean Grey is awesome. Listen, we talk. Listen, Jean Grey, legend. That's what I'm saying. Legend. So then, like I said, when I tell you about Ty Phoenix, when I tell you about Queen Heroine, when I tell you about Star, when I tell you about Deluxe, Shaw Lethal, I got names, y'all. Yeah. I got names for y'all. Ebony Pache. Okay. Serenity, a.k.a. TV. Bruh. Well, that's why you call Heritage Hip Hop, because you're finding where all the talent is. You're finding where people who are not just on their grind, but they're showing the love for the music that they have and expressing themselves in a way. And like you said, you're giving it, you're giving them time to grow. Because and the platform to be appreciated mm. by far, yes. Mm. Appreciation is important. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, it. And the culture of hip hop, you know, is affirmation something that is accepted? And if it's not, how can we start putting more appreciation to people while they're still here? You know what? That's the biggest obstacle in New Jersey. Okay. For instance, when you affirm something, it's not only that you believe it, but you can walk in your belief. And yeah. people accept it. Yeah. People don't accept that in New Jersey. Everybody has this, um, not everybody, but a majority of people were raised in New Jersey culture. Uh, we're not New York, so we fight for everything. Mm. And if I'm fighting them, I have to fight you too because I have to be better than you. Mm. The newer generation of um, Jersey artists are working with each other, and I love that. I that's love what's going to make us better. But to be honest with you, the thing that's hurting us is that belief of the affirmation and not having it. You know, um, I hate to be like, like I said, I don't want to be negative or nothing, but I find it bad when a stripper or Instagram model who gets thousands or millions of followers can put 10 girls on her live or on her thing to share her pictures mm -hmm. and they all shine mm -hmm. or one rapper can't put his boys or somebody outside of his circle on the same thing so they can get some love too because mm -hmm. that will build everybody's fan base. That collaboration that, that you know, where we see it now, you win in you win in Queen, right? You yeah, win in Queen, yeah. and so with a king, with a king, love at, right? So, so check yeah. this out. The more you chase money, the more it runs away from you. Mm. But the more you build, more money, the more money's freely added to you. Facts. Many people are not building; they're just doing. Okay, so let's talk about the difference between building and doing. All right, so let's talk about the difference between building and doing. To do something means to stay busy. Yeah. To build means to do something for purpose. Okay. Most people talk. are doing things with no purpose. Yeah. You either look working to become popular or you're working for a reason. I don't care if anybody knows who I am. Yeah. You don't really see me on camera. I don't really care. Yeah. My thing is making it known that the people who I'm talking to are getting the spotlight. That's building. Because then I'm building their practical knowledge. I'm building their interview skills. I'm building their presentation. And with Heritage Hip Hop, in conjunction with Fatty's Place, and Transparent Credit Repair, my other partner, Michael Bradley, salute to you. Mm -hmm. Fatty's Place is a building mechanism because we show them how to promote, market, and place themselves. What's the point of having a hot song if you don't know how to get it out? Listen, that, that's like being the best cook in, in, in New Jersey and not knowing how to get to the people you know, who can get you out there. But the thing is, it's also a lesson on stop making excuses. Hey. My first picture was on, on Instagram, uh, Stop Sign. And it had a, a, a word spray painted on it, and it, and it uh, turned the sign from stop to stop complaining. Yeah. If you're the best cook in New Jersey, but why they can't have their own plates, though? Why I got to buy plates? Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't make excuses <laughs> you know about <laughs> like Listen, if you're going to cook the food, at least go ahead and invest in the plates and invest in, investing in yourself. That's essentially what you're doing. Exactly. And that's the same thing that happens with a lot of people in Jersey. They'll have a song, and then they get into the streaming culture, which is, hi, I got a song. Come listen to me. But they're not sharing their stuff. I have that issue with people in Heritage Hip Hop that I've, ex I've uh, I have exclusively interviewed people, but they don't even share their in their interviews. I always wondered that. I said, you know, you know, one of the things we did on Ward on the Go is we want to highlight some of those points that really impact people. And again, I'm a student too, so when I 
when this podcast is over, I'm going to listen back to it and I'm going to have my my pen and paper and ready to go exactly. and learn how to develop myself, right? Exactly. It's not just for the interview. It's not for me. It's just for the people that I know I'm serving, the young adults that are out there, you know, finding their identity and, and culture. Exactly. So it's it's like, okay, how do you not promote yourself? You're not selling yourself. You're promoting yourself. Exactly. You're just saying, I have a voice and it matters. There's value to it. It doesn't matter if it reaches a thousand people or one person. As long as somebody is impacted by what I've done, I know I'm doing my part. So why not share? That's the problem. So that's what help we, we do with Fatty's Place. Fatty's Place helps market and promote and place. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm an interviewer, and I put the product out. Mm-hmm. I don't really market the product because that's what my partner does. Yeah. So I will never step on his toes. I share, and he shares too. But the thing is, if you have this, gift and you have this talent going back to I said I'm a, I'm a, like I said I'm a faithful guy y'all spiritual that's my thing bible says um you don't um, have a, a candle and you hold it under a bushel you put it on top of a mountain so everybody can see mm-hmm. nobody's climbing to the mountain everybody's in the bush cuz everybody's slave to the bush and that's all uh, money is it's just a piece of paper and paper comes from trees <laughs> so you you you're stuck in the bush and not going to your highest potential yeah that's the problem. You're not letting your light shine the way it's supposed to be shining. And then my other partner, Mr. Bradley, he helped me and he helps others with financial literacy and becoming an entrepreneur. Okay, so let's talk about that. Do you think there's, is there, in the hip hop culture, is there something that is going on where this hamster wheel, when it comes to financial investing, financial literacy, do you think there's people out there that just they're so excited to get on that they don't start thinking about how they need to put themselves in the right financial position so that they can expand on that? Let me ask you. How many years did it take you to understand you had a gift that is marketable? I'm be, I'm, I'm I'm very fortunate. I can't lie. I'm very fortunate. My mom saw that gift in me okay. and she put me on a platform at the age of 10, 11 years old. I was already speaking and. Okay. And doing well, those things. Marketable. Yeah. Did you financially gain from that? Maybe not right away. But you had to learn. But I had to learn, yeah, for we sure. We live in a society where a governor in the western part of America said that in 40 years, the goal is to have all brown and black people financially illiterate so we are the working class. Now, think about that. Now, your experiences in school are not the experience of many people mm-hmm. or in life, period. Yeah. Like me, I'm still trying to learn how to be financially marketable because mm-hmm. I have something that's very marketable but, financially. but it has to grow financially. For sure. Because I'm not rich and I'm not, and nobody out here is Jay-Z and Beyonce. Listen, okay? definitely not, but uh, if Jay-Z and Beyonce want to throw a little bit, I'm okay, you know, I'm receiving. Your takes donations. Yes, indeed. Water to go, we here, all right? Shout out to B&J. Exactly. But the thing is, a lot of us were never groomed yeah. to be financially successful, mm-hmm. literate, or competent. Mm-hmm. Where the average it was written in a it was written in a school book, and I take this very it, it offended me to the point where I had to do something about it. And it said that a person who's Caucasian mm-hmm. teaching in in a city mm-hmm. had to learn ebonics to talk to inner city children because inner city children are not smart or educated enough and by the time they are 18 to 20 years old they have reached the level of eighth grade intelligence that was in a book that, that was in um society and families in my early childhood education course in college i'm sorry post-grad whoa. sorry post-grad whoa so understanding that there's a reason why people are in the predicament they're in because look at who the people who run the game mm. are showing you. Mm. And it's been written many times. Spoils are given to the victors. Mm. And the victors create the, the narrative. If you, and then, I mean, I don't got to go deep into people of color who said that. I remember watching, what's that show, Once Upon a Time? Yeah, Once Upon a Time. When they did the Snow White. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did Jack and the Beanstalk. Okay. And Jack was a woman. Okay. And the and the giants were the heroes. And the giants was like, Well, who came out large in the story? They're like Jack. And it's like and Jack killed my brother and sister. So in her narrative or her story, 
she was the victor and we were the bad guys. Mm. And then because Jack was a woman, they changed it to make it believable. So Jack had to be a man and not her so she could hide. Mm. That's that's very interesting. Mm. So if that's how the stories and narratives are being written and we're not in control of the narrative financially mm-hmm. or competent of it to know the game, how we how how do we do this? How is it changed? If you like basketball, can you score fifty points from the bench? Only if you get in. Yeah, well, I say, only if you get in the game. You have to get in the game. But that's hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop is a lot of people in the crowd thinking they're playing the game. But the people who actually are playing the game are on the court. And your seat may be on the court, but you're not playing on the court. Mm. So it's 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 understanding uh, maybe a false reality of what you think is actually happening? Everything in life is false until you make it true. Mm. But what is true? That's my favorite. I'll tell you about it. It's my favorite bar in the Bible. Yeah. Not script, just bar. <laughs> Veritas. That's what Pontius Pilate said. What is Veritas, which is mm. what is true. Yeah. And people have to realize that there's a truth out there that you have to work for. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, I had a, I, we had um, Kirsten Morrison, who is a, g- a good friend of mine from Australia. She was on the podcast two episodes ago, and she said, you know, one of the things you have to ask yourself when you're in an experience or you're in a challenging point in your life, or even if you're you're doing well, she said, you know, is this really true? Fact. She says that that's the first question you ask is is it really true? And then she said the second question, which I love. Shout out to Kirsten. She said. Now you have to ask yourself, if I choose to believe or not believe this truth, who will I become mm. or who will I be? Mm. I was like, man, you know, she hit me with that. And then that third question she asked was, which I'm applying to my life every day, is what truths, now that I'm going to move forward, what truths will I embrace Facts. so that I can move forward in authority mm-hmm. and I can move forward with assuredness of who I am and not be swayed by the so-called truths of other truths of others. How do you own yourself? Own it. But, that, but that's the thing, though. Like a lot of that's what I'm saying. A lot of people who are into hip hop are not really into hip hop. They just do it mm. because. Let me tell y'all something about me. I like to have fun. I'm a kid at heart. I mean, I love I love just to just escape from reality. Yeah. But reality is the truth. So check this out. In starting heritage hip hop. I used to watch TV a lot more. I don't anymore. Okay. You have to focus. Yeah. And that's a reality. That's a truth. Yeah. You have to cut out the things that take away from your ability to grow. Mm. So I don't watch a lot of TV. The only TV show I watch is Martin. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. on my box. Uh, that's, 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 le- that's legacy right there. You know that's, that's classic. Yeah. like, But I don't watch. Like, I used to watch The Flash and Arrow and Black yeah. Lightning. I don't watch yeah. that no more. Yeah. There's no point to me watching that. Yeah. If I play a video game, I used to play games like every day all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, same here. Red Dead is my joint, but I don't want to be on it 10 times when I have interviews and people to meet. Uh, man, that's the reason I didn't buy it. <laughs> but, but, Just yeah. so I could do I could do things yeah. like this, yeah. So even when you, you cut out certain things so you can elevate in life. For sure. I don't want to be, you know, you know what's deep? The most impactful cartoon of our youth and before us was the Jetsons. Okay, so why do you think that is? What was the main character doing? He's work. sitting at work. Yeah, he's working. Doing the same thing. Over and over. And he hated it. Pressing that button, boy. He hated it. Yeah, that actually, that show was, that show was ahead of his time. And really look, ahead of his time. And he came home to his family mm-hmm. to escape work. Mm. Only to live through the adventures of his children. Mm. So if you look at us now as adults, you only have two paths. You make your path or you accept the 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 usual, as my brother said. Yeah. So if you accept the usual, you go to work, you slave, you come home to escape work. And unfortunately, because people aren't happy and they don't have that understanding the truth of themselves or love of themselves, yeah. they go home to people if they have a relationship to another person who feels the same way and they have to find a connection because they're both really unhappy. Bill Duke just said in an interview, people give up their happiness for contentment. Listen, Ooh. let me let me tell you something about contentment. Yeah, tell me. So you talk about going home to that significant other that may be feeling the same way you, you do because they're working a job that just does not fulfill. You know, my wife was working for 
um, in, a, in, a, in a place where she didn't feel she was at her best and didn't feel that the people there wanted her, her best to be there and wanted to keep her in a slave mentality where whatever the owner says is what it is. There's no challenging it. There's no changing it. Mm-hmm. And I remember she said she wanted to quit. And I won't tell you the conversations we've had we had when she told me that, because if you know anything about me, <laughs> you talk about quitting just because somebody tell you something about yourself that's not true. Again, embracing truths that's not true. <laughs> Man, that was something that hit my soul. And I asked myself, am I doing the same thing she, my wife is doing, even if they're not telling me I'm 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 bad at my job? Because they're telling me I'm good at my job. But are we living the same life? Are we just being content or are we just settling for what they say is greatness? Or are we trying to judge people through our lives and not through their experiences? And that's the, that's, and that's the interesting part right there. Because now you, if you know anything about, about my family and audience, if you know anything about, if you follow my Instagram, you see I'm always promoting my wife's salon. True, right? that's what's up. That's how you build. We build it. Instead of doing and my you know, wife does hair or my wife's building a brand. Built you built. Exactly. And that's what I told her. I said, listen, and, and and you may not you may not know this. You know, my, my wife's name is Grace. Shout out to Grace. All right, shout out to my love. And the name of the salon is with style and grace. Shout out to Grace. So when most people hear that, they go, Oh wow, she she named it after herself. But really, if you want to know how that process started, we was in the kitchen. We just vibing, and she was like, to all the ladies in the place with style and grace. And she said, yo, that's it. That's it. Hip-hop culture. That's it. Now, if you don't know what that, where that bar is from, you got to look that up. Smack yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and for all those kids that's listening, again, I got a younger audience. Make Shout sure you, you get the edited version so you don't get in trouble with your parents. True. <laughs> but, but look, even with that, with what you said, which is very deep, I want to give a shout out to Everest once again, yo. Because <laughs> no, no matter how we felt about the experience, I got to give Bob props for this. Yeah. Bob gave us the opportunity to do something on our own. Our own thing, for sure. And I don't know if he was trying to be funny in doing that, but I mean, I give him respect for this. He gave me the opportunity to put an open house together. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. first thing I said was, who can I take with me? And I'm not bigging myself up. Let's big up the most high for this because everybody's made with a style and skill set. For sure. And Facts. we got people on the team, including yourself and some of our peoples. And we pulled together in the history of the school the best and the most successful open house any campus has ever had. And there's a lot of campuses, y'all. And keeping it real, it was so dope that the students – Bought their parents to their school. When does <laughs> when, yeah, when does that happen? Yeah, we had not a talent show, but a showcase. Yeah, where the students invited their parents to see them singing and rap. That was awesome, and that made the school alive. Yeah. So once again, that's like that hip hop coming. It's life injecting life into a dead place. Wow, man! And I can tell you this: I know a lot of young adults that I talk to. They're doing, right. but at the same time, they feel like they're dying at the same time. Right, because so a lot of us have been taught to do and not to build. It's like when you teach children, you ask children open-ended questions. Yeah. So here, if so everybody out there who's a parent or who's thinking about kids or, you, or are young yourself, think about this. If somebody told you, do this because I said so, what does that mean to do this? How would you like to see it done? Mm. What do you think? Mm. See, when you give somebody the power to make a choice and they give you give somebody the power to mess up and learn, that's where you find God in your life. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the first commandment in the Bible was not the first commandment. The first commandment in the Bible was to subdue the earth, take it over, repopulate the earth, and make it great. Be fruitful. And multiply. And multiply. Fruitful does not mean sex, y'all. Fruitful means to build mm. because in building, as you know, a fruit is a fruit is a living organism. And within in it, it has the DNA to produce many facts. 
that's the multiplication. Mm-hmm. But being fruitful is being able to have those skills to make the thing work. Yes, indeed. It's building. If a lot of us are out there just pushing buttons or just doing the job mundane with no spirit and no life to it, you didn't build anything. Yeah. And that doesn't leave a financial legacy for your family. That does not build generational wealth. That does not build purpose. That does that does not build positive self image. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the thing that's missing in a lot of our lives that actually makes Donald Trump's presidency great. Mm. And I'm not saying he's a great president because I don't believe in a lot of the stuff he does. If any, the thing about Donald Trump's presidency that's great is more people are making businesses and becoming entrepreneurial efficient. Listen, that comes from there's two areas that you can navigate from. You can navigate from an empowerment of who you are and knowing who you are and knowing the times that you're in. So you prepare or you're just afraid what someone may do that's in authority and you're forced into doing that. And it's also bucking the system and not not just taking what people give you. And to shout out to the 90s generation who are taking it to the next level and not accepting what people give them. Shout out to the 2000s generation yeah. who sees that I could be successful as a businessman before. But shout out to the people who grew up in my generation who was like, because you say this, why do I have to pre- why do I have to accept that? Oh yeah. I want to know more. Yeah. You question you question it. But back in the day, you were chastised for questioning. Mm. I got almost kicked out of school for asking questions. <laughs> in schools where you're supposed to ask questions. Yeah. And I'm not saying I was innocent and I was an angel. No, I was I was a piece of work. Yeah. But the thing is, you couldn't feed me BS and rhetoric. I went to a Catholic school where my man's shout out to Jamal. My man's actually said Adam and Eve is nothing but a story. And he broke down 5% knowledge in a Catholic school. Oh, and people looked at tough. him like he was crazy. But you know what? I applaud him for that because he had his own mind. Yeah. And he wanted to learn. He wanted to grow. Same thing with myself. I asked the, um, the whatever, brother, Bishop, whatever it was in the school. I said, if Jesus was black, who's that, who's that, who's that guy right there in that statue? And why is he standing on the moon? Is that a Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really asking quite everybody looking at me like, yo, what is wrong with you? And I'm yeah. like, I really want to know. Because you, you had it. You you, were, you wanted to be intentional about the thoughts that you had going in your head. And you just going to let it sit there. No, it's you're going to ask questions. It's about learning. Yeah. And everything that you, everything that you take serious, you will learn. When people want to make money, they learn how to make money, whether it's positive or negative. You learn how to make money. Yeah. If people want to be athletes, they learn the sport. Yes. And that's one thing about, like I said, going back to hip hop. Yeah. People get into the music, but they don't learn the business. Yeah. So you can't play the game unless you know the rules to the game. And that's very important. And like you said, if you don't know the rules to the game, you you may not know that the game needs to be changed. You may not understand that you're really not a part of the game. Yeah, that that too. You're, you're just there. You're there. You're a spectator. The difference between being a feature artist and a write-off. Hey, that's another story for another day. We could do that too. <laughs> But that's crazy. That's crazy how, you know, hip hop culture is intertwined with anything and every aspect of life, whether it's, you know, again, financial literacy, um, self-worth, self-love, drug culture, gang culture, faith, faith culture, Mm -hmm. uh, political culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, every aspect of hip hop has had the voice to the people of the times. True. That we live in it, right? True. So, you know, I'm I'm listening. You know, I have a I, we have children. You know, we have people we take care of. We have both, you know, physical children. We have both spiritual children. We also have, you know, people we mentor who I see as our children as well. Okay. You know, what what jewels and what conversation or I'll put it this way. What main points would you want someone who's a young adult right now trying to find their way in this culture and is involved in hip hop? What are the three main points you think you would want to give them so that they stay focused on the things that matter the most? Number one, who are you? Mm. Two, what's your purpose and why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And three, what is the legacy you want to live behind so that the game misses something when you're not around? Okay, so you're going to elaborate on that third one because you know that's the one that uh yeah that's the one (laughs) anybody knows me legacy is very important okay so 
That's the difference between doing and building. When you do something, it can be forgotten. But when you build something, you're erecting a monument in mm-hmm. life. You know? So your legacy, basically, to everybody who's listening, for those who, you know, legacy is pretty self-explanatory, but it's not. Legacy is not what you will be remembered for. Legacy is the influence of which you give, which makes people better. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So Jay-Z's legacy is going from the projects to the boardroom. Mm. Okay? Uh, Tupac's legacy is taking black pride and he actually has two. Taking black pride and taking it to the mainstream where you could be a leader to the masses and also being so hateful that you would destroy somebody's life and your life would be intertwined in that hate too. Mm. So he's inspired on many occasions. Yeah. Outside of music though, let's go to Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons. Okay. The first independent hip-hop label that made it huge in Def Jam Records. Yeah. That caused... Um, explosion of people trying to make their own label and going big that some people have hit and some haven't. Wu-Tang's legacy, look at Woo. that. Went into comics, video games. Their children are now rapping. I just went to go see, remember um one of our students, um Verea, Veronica? Yeah. She was performing on stage with Ghostface. Stop playing. I love her. Yo. That's crazy. That girl, follow that girl V at Instagram. And, um, Shout out. And, um, Ghostface's son is on stage rhyming, and he's like 20-something years old. Wow. Um, <laughs> just thinking about that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, 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 legacy is more than just, okay, I did this, now there's a statue of me. Okay. Abraham is a legacy. Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. is a legacy. Yeah. Gandhi's a legacy. John yeah. Lennon is a legacy. Yeah. There's something about them that's going to live on in the dynamics of bigger than music. Mm-hmm. It's the culture of living. And that's what I want somebody to tell me. If you rap about guns and drugs and stuff only, what are you going to be remembered for? And I'm not saying it's bad to talk about reality, but what a part what part of that reality do you want people to walk away with? Because people say, back in the day, I rapped about that to tell you it's not cool. Because they always gave you something at the end to consider. Yeah, A lot of the videos that were made were violent... Um, Songs with violent premises in it. Yeah. Even the video showed you that the person who was violent died at the end. Yeah. The bad guys don't always win. Listen, Denzel said that. I was actually listening to an interview, mm-hmm. and Denzel was saying whatever character that he plays, he makes sure that the character has an end that is fitting to the life that he lives. Yeah. So he said, you know, when I when he did, uh, what was the movie that he did? Um, he got the nomination for. Oh, Training Day. Training Day. I wish he, I wish he could have got it from Malcolm X, but that's yeah. another story for another time. Yeah. Um, but Training Day, he said, he there was never, um, I think he said there was never a situation where he didn't think that he was going to die because he had did too much wrong. He had did too much. He said that's the wages of sin. He's, he's, that's how he put it. You know, that when you put in that type of bad and you're not looking for to redeem yourself, you're not looking for redemption, you're not looking for change, you're not looking to grow, that's that's the that's the route you take, regardless of what title you have or authority you have. That's what's going to happen. And so, like you said, with hip hop, the music you're putting out, you got you got a responsibility. Right. Even though it is truth and reality, you could be talking about like what the old times used to tell us. Hey, yeah, I know you live in we live in this way, but you need to have hope that it's going to look different tomorrow. And what are you doing for to make that change become reality for today? And when you do that, that's when they, in the game, unfortunately, that's when they push you out. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Yeah. That's why I love what T.I. has become. Mm. And whether people support his music or not, I don't care. I like the man he's become. Yeah. That's more impactful. Look at Do It All Do, mm. who ran for um council seat in Newark. Mm-hmm. Now, Do It All wasn't a guy who was talking about killing everybody. Mm-hmm. But guess what he did? He took his platform of hip-hop. He listened to the influence of pop because he knew him. And he actually did something to go political from the hip-hop culture. Imagine, imagine, this is funny. Imagine A Boogie with the hoodie yeah. becoming president one day. Wow. Just think about it. I, I, yeah. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. Just think about that. Yeah. Think about right now that the people in Congress grew up on Wu-Tang. Which is, you know, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I don't watch the news too much. But when you do catch the news sometimes, you catch it on whatever channel. 
they be making those references. Yes. He's like, they was like, yeah, what the God MC Rakim said. I was like, hold up, what? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, think about in, in, in Staten Island, the police cars had Shaolin on them. <laughs> think about that. That's bugged out. So think about, I mean, I mean, you still got to break down the, the, the racist and prejudiced systems that we have in this culture. Of course. And I mean, in, in, in this country. You know what I'm saying? American culture is bred on racism and prejudice. Mm. And that could go to a whole nother 300 topics. Yeah. But think about the influence and the legacy that can be left from doing something positive and how it influences people. And music has probably the, it, it goes across all lines. I may not be like a fan of every president because I don't even like any of them actually. But look at how Barack Obama had Jay-Z and Beyonce in the white. That made a difference. A lot of a lot of young young adults, you know, especially my age, started talking about politics more. Started more. started doing research, not just talking about it, but yeah. doing the research to say I got to make a difference. Look at Kendrick Lamar's album cover to "To Pimp a Butterfly." All the people on the White House lawn, creative. And when think about how hip hop grew within those twenty to thirty years. That we just got finished with the celebrating the honorable Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. today, right? And remember in Arizona, they did not want to have a Dr. Martin Luther King holiday? Mm -hmm. We came from Chuck D hey. in Public Enemy doing a video called By the Time I Get to Arizona, where they kill government officials. Oh, wow. For not honoring Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. To now an album cover with rappers who have been at the White House. That's huge. That's amazing. Easy e got killed after he, or he fell ill and died. Whatever you want to say. But he went to the White House. Yeah. And that was like big news. And now we have a man of color and a woman of color, children of color, who were bred for the estate of the White House and mm. had people in our culture there. Mm. That is amazing. Amazing. That's building. That's building. Yeah. And that's legacy le leaving, um, leading power. When you leave a legacy... You inspire those who come after you. And that's what's missing in life in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, the role of every parent is to have their offspring or children better than them. Yeah. That's legacy building. For I mean, sure. It comes to a time when the child can be like, I remember when my daddy did this. Mm -hmm. I remember when my mom did this. Mm -hmm. Or if they don't have those, I remember when my grandma told me this. It's when you be like, now the light bulb goes off, that's when the legacy kicks in. Yes, indeed. And those are the lessons that have to be taught to others who are looking to become not only legacy-driven, but life-giving as well. Thank you, Rev, man. I appreciate you, brother, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for pleasure. coming by, man. And allowing just your wisdom and as always your your positive energy of building to to touch this audience honestly you know I, i'm blessed to have an audience of young adults that that want to make a difference not only in their lives but their kids lives their friends lives shout out to y'all yeah man it's, it's big and to to have you on this platform man, i appreciate it and and to all you listening out there and especially the new listeners i thank you for for coming by and listening and tuning in and um i appreciate you um I'm 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 feeling all the love that's out there on on social media and and, and you know what how can they how can they stay in touch with you if they have more questions or just want to follow you and see your journey a little bit more Everybody out there thank you for listening I appreciate you giving me ear it's a blessing to have an audience and people who take the time to listen to you you can follow Heritage Hip Hop on every social media out there that you can think of <laughs> as Heritage Hip Hop as Facebook Twitter, Instagram, Daily Motion, up in Europe. Everybody in Europe hearing this, we have some things there. Like I said, YouTube is the main thing, and also our website www.heritagehiphop.com. You can follow us there. Also, with our partners and affiliates at Fatty's Place, F A D D Y S P L A C E, with Transparent Credit Repair. Same thing at Transparent Credit Repair. Everything. Those are my partners, and we're, we're actually growing the team right now. And you can also, if you're interested, follow Deprived Culture Clothing, all one word. You know, we're talking about, we talk about building people up and giving them legacies. Yeah. Look, Heritage Hip Hop, like I said, is not about just music. We are, when you follow our platform, we want to give um, ear to the people who are changing fashion. Yeah. The social activists, the political activists, the people who rhyme, the people who sing, the people who make beats, the people who dance. 
and for everybody out there, and I'm going to put this out here because we got to speak things into existence. Ward on the go. Yeah, what's my up? My brother right here. What's up? I'm looking to shoot a documentary called Does God Exist in Hip Hop? Okay. And I want to talk to people of various different types of faith. Okay. Whether they're atheist, Christian, Catholic, Protestant, all that. We're going to talk about all that. Have them talk about their love of the music and does their faith reside in that. Mm. And then I want to have a round table. Okay. Where we talk about political issues and social issues from a faith perspective and how we can beat them with our love of praise and worship. I dig it. Listen, you got my co-sign on that. All right, so I want you in it. Uh, oh, I didn't know I was going to be in it. Let's do it then. You know I, that. I want you in it. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, anything that you do, man, I'm, I'm willing to support. And, and, and as the listeners are listening in, you can see he's, everything he just talked about, he's actually doing. He's building out. So Facts. Uh, definitely appreciate you, Karev, man. I thank you for coming by again. And listeners, you know where you can follow me, at Chris Ward Jr. And again, on Facebook, Ward on the Go Podcast. I appreciate you so much. Stay on the go. Peace. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris Ward Jr. And I want to just thank you so much for tuning into this current episode. Hopefully you were able to add something to your day by listening to this podcast. And one of the best ways to help me out is by sharing this podcast with people that you know would benefit from it. I'm truly, truly appreciative of that. Another thing you can do is just reach out to me because if there's any topics or ideas that you're thinking of that you would like for me to talk about and maybe possibly get on the podcast, reach out to me at Chris Ward Jr. on Twitter or Instagram, or you can reach me through the anchor app check you guys later peace love